You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. So I never watched the movie Eyes Wide oh, Shut. I thought you were going to say you never watched this movie. And I was like, well, we're starting to get a disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally <laughs> didn't watch this at all. That's funny because I, I think that like I saw Eyes Wide Shut at the in the theater with my girlfriend at the time. And we both like were blown the fuck away from by it. And then the wave of haters came. Uh, which I never got, but I think this movie is going to have a similar dividing line of people that are just like, wow, this is really fucking cool. And people that are just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. What's with the tarot cards? <laughs> I feel like I, I hover in the middle because I, I, I see what they were trying to do. It just didn't click at all and at, at any level for me. Like I didn't outright hate it, but I accepted my journey and the fact that I had to watch it. And it's only 82 minutes long, so it's not like, you I mean, know. I've seen a lot of horror films over the course of my long career on the internet. And uh, there have been a lot that I've, I've just been like, ugh. And I'd rather have somebody swing for the fences and miss than, than you know, just be safe. I actually like this quite a bit. I like the aesthetic of it with other movies like aesthetic is is and style. You're only getting me halfway there. But with horror, I'm just like, well, there's going to be a ghost or a guy with a knife at some point. I get that. So at least let's be fucking stylish about it. For me, it felt very much on the aesthetic of a bunch of early 70s stuff. Yeah which is kind of one of my prime horror eras before slashers really took the helm. People were still kind of being creeped out by atmosphere and, you know, weird hippies lurking in the darkness. And I think that this has a similar bit with it. Before we continue, we should probably expand on what sure. this movie is called. Hey, everyone. How's it going? My name's Chad Halverson. We're reviewing The Scary of 61st. With me, I have Bo. Hello. I have Jordan. Why, hello there. <laughs> uh, and and I've got Adrian with us as well. He's the guy in the corner. Hello, hello. Adrian El Critico. I still don't see the reason for this movie, especially like this early on. All right, Epstein's dead. Technically, there's an investigation going on, but we all assume we know what happened. But that's a thing. Like... We assume we know what happened. I'm not an investigator. I gotta say, it like I do not think in any wise that these people, uh, the, the the people behind this movie, are like we're gonna tell you something you yeah, didn't absolutely. know about Jeffrey Epstein. I don't <laughs> think that's what this is about at all. I think that is the cloak that this wears before it goes. Boo! Scary. I would have put more faith in Encyclopedia Brown 
to find out what happened than the people in this movie, if I'm being completely honest. Well, let's kind of talk about the plot a little bit. So The Scary of 61st basically is a story of these uh, two, you know, young 20-something females. They found a, some some very prime real estate in New York for amazingly cheap. And they, there's, they're kind of like, well, I wonder why it's so cheap, but it's cheap. So, and, you know... It's New York, so you find cheap real estate, you jump on it like a dog jumps a can of Alpo. You don't question anything. I mean, and if I if I found that spread for a reasonable price and somebody was like, oh, yeah, uh, this pedophile hacked his, his uh, th- you know, 10-year-old girlfriend to death in the bedroom, I'd be like, yeah, it sucks for her. Uh, when can I move in? Yeah, I'm literally at the place where I don't care if there was a ritual sacrifice here. I need to move out of my goddamn parents' yeah. place. And, I mean, it should be mentioned that, like, for anybody listening to this and you're wondering, like, why was Epstein brought up? <laughs> Uh, it's because it's it's not really a twist or anything like that and i feel like you should almost kind of know going into this movie what this movie it's pretty prevalent in anything that you read about this movie or or and i believe even in the 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 trailer material really nice apartment is cheap because it used to be one of uh, jeffrey epstein's properties so you have the two girls who have moved in there and then you have another woman who's just called the girl who mysteriously shows up, wants to investigate if this is one of Jeffrey Epstein's properties or not. And what secrets are, are hiding. Here. Who's also the, the director. The, the girl is played by uh, Dasha Nakrosova. She's a up and coming actress herself. Uh, she's Belarusian and American. And she is the host of the Red Scare podcast, uh, which uh, Talks about some of the things that are explored in this movie. Which, uh, actually, after watching this, got me kind of curious. So I will definitely be looking into that. I definitely did catch on the 70s style because it sort of had that uncomfortable feeling of some of the horror movies of that era. I mean, hell, for a good portion, it kind of felt like to me an, a sequel to The Omen. In a way that, like, uh, I just have that tension going on. The, the score also really held. It's just like, okay, I'm just waiting, waiting for the next big what the fuck to happen. There's levels of that. Uh, there are points that reminded me a little bit of uh, Don't Look Now. Yes. Uh, there's a kind of there's a very Polanski esque feel toward towards it. Like Rosemary's Baby comes to mind, oh, which definitely. is another movie that you know New York and apartments feature. Uh, prominently in. I think there's definitely some some very conscious uh, calling out to that, and definitely uh, the way that the, 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 the camera you know, whether they're using I'm sure they're not using film stock, but the way that the filters are set up. Actually, is... they shot it on 16 mil, so Oh, wow! Very nice. To add to your 70s look, like, they, they went full, full in on this. I was this. gonna say, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually did use a Super 8 or anything. If there's one I think like big shining bright star about this film. It's, it's the fact that it actually looks really, really good. I'm not sure who shot this film. Big credit to them because for a, a first time film, it looks great. It, it's, it's dripping with atmosphere. Just the night before I watched this, I saw uh, possession from 1981. It didn't really remind me of it, but I feel like whoever shot this and probably Dasha herself, I'm going to assume that they're fans of that movie because it seems like it took from something like that and the, the other 70s films that we mentioned. It also kind of feels like a, it belongs in that new wave of like Safty Brother-esque films that we're seeing. 
There's also, I, I think, a mumblecore feel to this as well. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the cinematographer was Hunter Zimney. Okay. The looks of this movie are, are I, I think, one of the most compelling things about it. I, I personally feel like they, they were trying to do something really cool, and I feel like it fell flat on its face. But then I but I still don't have like I, I don't want to like be like, no, bad movie. You you don't deserve to be watched. This movie would be into that. This may sound bad, but I actually mean it as a compliment. But a lot of this reminded me of the room. First of all, it's like all mostly set in an apartment, but it, it reminds me of the room. But if they had seen the room and kind of want to imitate some of the over the top aspects of if you populated the room with people that could actually act, I, I would yeah. agree with you. Like, uh, and I'm going with the the idea that you did not find the story very compelling. Uh, but I I did. I I, I thought the, the story, like the way that they, they wrapped it up was, was interesting. I don't think they're trying to reinvent the wheel. I don't think they're even trying to make a big statement. And maybe that's what's annoying some people is that they're 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 wanting like, okay, well, what the fuck are you saying here? And for me, I was just like, yeah, this is a a cool roller coaster. And I do agree with Bo because I actually watched this twice. It's one of the few screeners that we've gotten that I've had to go back and watch twice because I, I, I just had to be sure of how I really felt. Ultimately, I do feel a lot more positive. I was very intrigued by so many aspects, especially the cinematography and just how this film kept escalating. Part of why I I even made that comparison was uh, the guy who played Greg, who's the boyfriend (laughs) of one of the actresses in this. He seems like he very much knows what type of movie this is. And I feel like for the most part, yes, the, the, the story is interesting. I think anyone who was upset at Jeffrey Epstein, you know, committing suicide and was wondering, like, what the fuck's going to happen with all that is going to is probably like in the same mindset of the people who made this movie. And ultimately, I kind of like that the message of the film is this sucks, but there's kind of nothing you can do about this other than act out against it and say that this is shitty. It's it's kind of futile at the end, which I I found for a movie that's really wild at some parts and like disturbing and really effective way. It ends kind of realistically (laughs) after like, I mean like the, the, the very last shot I feel is like a, yeah, that's exactly what would happen and what would happen to anyone who finds himself in this kind of situation. Was am I am I just trying to expect too much from this movie? The fact that was it's supposed to be I about mean, Jeffrey yeah, Epstein? I, maybe I I don't know what your expectations are. I so, want perfection. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you want the you yeah, want the upper seventies horror film down the street. All right. Well, yeah, and yeah. If you're going in this and it's just like, well, I suppose this will be the new Exorcist. Wow, you're going to be be a, a very sorry person i never really have high expectations especially for sure. films i know nothing about i don't want to do research i want to go in cold but i, I felt like with such a hot topic i mean well they they're they're currently doing a lot of the trials right now so it's it's certainly still in the headlines and that's the thing it's like i wish this movie would have waited another five maybe seven years before we know more things maybe not that 
and they allude to I mean, it in the movie. They certainly didn't shy away from the idea that a high level perpetrator is was was very involved. <laughs> no, but it leaves so much open. They they like throw it out there, and you're like, oh, you're not going to follow that. You're just going to spout it. Well, maybe that's where the disconnect is going because it's like this. This isn't a crime movie. I mean, literally, I, I think at the very end, there's this very fantastic reveal. And I use fantastic in the, the literal sense of, you know, out of a fantasy, like isn't going to be satisfying if, if, if people are like, but did he do it? I got to know. I took the red pill. <laughs> God damn it. Why am I not seeing anything? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what we're this is. This is kind of a almost kind of a ghost story. Like, ooh, spooky yeah. dead people coming back. Yeah, and back. I agree with what Adrian said earlier. It's like, yeah, I wasn't going to get answers. I was not going to be very satisfied by the ending, even though I actually did quite like the ending. But I knew what I was getting into. It's like, <laughs> I'm not going to get any concrete answers. I'm just kind of fucking curious to see what this is. I just want to make a quick comment about the acting itself. I actually kind of agree. I, I do like the acting in this for the, I think everyone does a good job for the most part. I think the only times that it starts to kind of falter is when people have to be kind of over exaggerated. But the uh the girl who plays I think it's Abby or Annie uh, the roommate, I, I thought she was giving the best performance for a while because she's the one who's being kind of like haunted and physically being taken over by whatever's going on in this apartment. Uh which leads to some like really disturbing like actually like effectively disturbing horror scenes. But then once it starts to go more and more kind of exaggerated, it starts to turn a little bit like a performance out of like the first evil dead movie when someone's possessed, like it, it does feel a little silly at times. And, um, even the the two main actresses. You Dasha, did watch the subway um, scene in possession, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is like, like another, I don't know that, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to do a whole review on possession, but like I found that effectively creepy and I found this silly at times. And and Dasha as well. Like I thought for the most part, she did a really good job. But when she has to kind of react to these horror things happening, I started to feel like eh, maybe we could have done another take or two. But I overall, I enjoyed watching this. Why don't you continue that enjoyment into your final thoughts? I wasn't sure what to expect out of this movie. I did hear, and like I said, it's on IMDb. Uh, it It is about Epstein. And you should know that it's about that because if you're thinking this is going to be a horror film that's just a regular horror movie about like a haunted apartment, you might shut it off or you might like walk out of the theater whenever you end up seeing this. But if you're into disturbing supernatural element to it, if you're okay with R-rated kind of genre-pushing horror – I think you're going to dig this. It's a really stunning looking movie. All the music is great. And the acting for the most part is is really good. It's even kind of funny at times. I think it's a pretty decent first time effort. I just don't really know how many people I can recommend it to. You're either going to watch this and think this is so bad it's good, which it's not really bad. Or you're going to watch this and you're going to think this is the best movie because you're a fan of the Red Scare podcast and you also have the same belief as the characters in this film. I don't think Epstein killed himself, but that's as far as I'll say. I'm going to give this three uh, tightly knit scarves out of five. Jordan. I found this utterly compelling. Uh, the 70s era style 
and yeah, Omen, Rosemary's Baby, and yeah, even Possession, which, yeah, I know, 80s still. Very intriguing, and the performances were also very captivating. I did love the slow build, the tension, the escalation of it all, and I was fascinated to see how is this going to approach the subject matter. I was very curious about that. I thought it did a pretty good job. I do recommend this because it is a curious oddity to me, really. Again, I had to watch this twice. I was very compelled. I think this could make for a very intriguing late night feature presentation among friends and the like. So I will give it seven out of 10 Murphy beds. Oh, I think I went into this with uh, not lowered expectations and not high expectations, but I, I think I just went in this kind of already on this, the, the wavelength for one reason or another that it needed me to be at uh, because I had a lot of fun. I knew that it was short. That's always good when you're doing uh, your first time genre picture uh, potential directors out here who are listening to me, the sound of my voice. It never became tedious to me if this was just like, Oh, these two people who are kind of friends move into an apartment and the apartment turns out to be haunted. I would be incredibly fucking bored. But the way that they they wrap this up in the Epstein stuff and kind of let that play out the narrative by bringing in this third character, you know, kind of throwing this monkey wrench into the situation. I had a good time. I, I think between the way that they, they wrap the conspiracy story stuff in with the actual horror, because there there's definitely spooky shit going on in this movie. And then with the 70s film style veneer that laid down on top of that, it was a really fun piece. Is it something that I necessarily would want to hang on my wall and, and look at every day? Maybe not. But, you know, if, if I saw it in a museum, I'd probably pause for a couple minutes and say, oh, that's an interesting picture. I'm going to go ahead and give it seven out of ten adorable royal commemorative teaspoons. Oh, no. <laughs> My grandmother had those spoons, but it was like all the states and their capital. Now you know why she had them, Jordan. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I'm literally splitting this down the middle. You're right. There's definitely a 70s aesthetic throwback look to it. The fact that they shot it on 16 mil. A lot of handheld, you know, off the sticks to give you that uh, motion. Director's first time out. Uh, she co-wrote it. It, it. It's a solid movie if you think of all that but then i think about who was the main character of that film like the girl <laughs> yeah and the other girl okay in the apartment <laughs> part of my problem and maybe i was wrong in saying like i had no expectations watching this movie i had an expectation i think of figuring out you know what jeff how dirty jeffrey epstein was and that's, you guys are right, that's not what this film is about. It's a horror movie. This isn't a documentary. This isn't a true crime story. This is a horror movie based on a horrific person's lifestyle. Shouldn't even call it a lifestyle. It should be nobody's lifestyle, but... Chad, I'm going to go ahead and say this straight out. If you thought she did a bad job, that's okay. No! <laughs> this is a safe space for you to say it. It's very rare on this podcast where I've I've disagreed with people. But but here's the thing, like it's I'm not disagreeing in like a militant way, like you guys that are assholes is one of the reasons and you're wrong. We have, 
Um, that is one of the reasons we have multiple people on these podcasts. Wow, so that's that so we weird can, how we that can works. have myriad, myriad uh, opinions upon a single thing. I still think this movie should be watched, especially if you're a horror fan. Like, it, it, it does have some good qualities. It could have been any other subject matter except Jeffrey Epstein. And I feel like it would have been a lot better. I feel like the Epstein angle is just there to get people in the door. But it's really not. It, it could have been any secret pedophilic I, sex call. I think there are, there are a number of people with you that are are like, I really don't want you like fucking around with this issue right now. And I get that. I completely get that. All that being said, and with the helpful support of my friends here. I'm going to go straight down the middle. Five pea soup vomits out of ten. Now, I do want to circle back to what Bo said. Like, oh, uh, oh, you know, two completely different roommates moving into an apartment together. I was like, oh, shit, please let this turn into a haunted house version of the odd couple. I am so fucking in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, that's never going to work because the the ghost will always be the messy one. (sighs) Damn it. That's right. Have you not seen Poltergeist? 